Hey guys, do I have any photographers in the audience? I have something for you happening this month. The month of February, I'm going to be conducting my Unstoppable Hope Challenge. Again, it is awesome. It's three weeks of photography business trainings that are going to help you understand how to run your business around God's calling on your life. We're going to go into the structure of your business. We're going to go into booking clients. We're going to go into things like imposter syndrome and money mindset and all these types of things that keep you from running the business of your dreams. So go to the link in the show notes to enroll in the challenge. It's free and it's three weeks of trainings every single day for three weeks during the weekdays. Um, You don't want to miss it. And also take note that the Unstoppable Bloom Academy, my group coaching program for photographers, is also going to be reopening up for enrollment at the end of the month. So uh, stay tuned and enjoy today's episode where I talk to you about my six-year journey of running a wedding and portrait business. Hey guys, you're listening to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast, the show that brings you real business strategy, community, and encouraging and truth-filled biblical advice for running your business and navigating the world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ashley June, six-figure online business owner, ex-photographer, MBA, and storytelling expert who helps women claim their stories, create epic launches, and scale their businesses while staying in courageous alignment with God's calling on their life. Join me for conversational chats, interviews, and practical business advice every episode. So stoked you're here. Hey guys, welcome to what six years building a local wedding and portrait business looked like. So today's topic is actually going to kind of focus on the local service-based industry. What I have noticed from many people who have started a business in the online space specifically is that they typically had a local-based business prior to actually starting an online business. And I say this because many online coaches, educators, mentors, um, people who write books, people who inspire, uh, they tend to have something like a network marketing business prior to going online, or maybe they have a, a boutique that they own, or maybe they're in the health and wellness space. And I feel like we kind of see a lot of these people kind of come out of these local service-based industries, and they move from the do, kind of like the grit, the grit stage, getting your hands dirty stage of running that local service-based business to a teach stage. So they teach people how to run businesses. And that's kind of the stage that I'm in. You know, I, I, I paid my dues six years running a local service-based business. I built that. And to be honest, and I'm sure many entrepreneurs who are in this stage of life, um, I kind of got to a point where I felt just kind of a little bit capped um, for what I wanted to do unless I wanted to spend more time. And so that's where the, the, the allure of opening an online business and going the online route was really, really attractive because I didn't want to get capped. And to be honest, you know, I had three young kids, um, you know, went through three pregnancies, just kind of, you know, hustling in my local industry. Um, I had a business that pretty much ran itself by that point, but I was just kind of ready for something new, ready for that next stage. And I just kind of wanted more meaning in what I was doing. And this is where I just think people really get to a point where like dreams change. And so I had a six year, you know, period of my life that was all about my photography business and growing that and scaling it. And then one day it was kind of like God was pretty much, you know, kind of nudging in my heart saying, you know, I think my dreams for you are changing. And it was unexpected 
to some extent, you know, because I kind of saw myself as, hey, maybe I will be in the photography industry, you know, long term. And I could totally see how this is sustainable. And I've really built my business in a way where, you know, I can make good money and I can um, serve clients that I really, you know, enjoy working with. Um, But I started to notice that the daily tasks, like the daily things that I was doing, I started to dread. And so, you know, you kind of go through a couple seasons where your love of something kind of dwindles a little bit and you know that you're ready for something new. And so these three stages of do, teach, inspire, um, kind of, I just feel like it kind of like, I don't know, creates, it's a good snapshot of what like the, the entrepreneur's journey is. You know, we spend this time in the local business doing, you know, kind of figuring out how do we, how do we really do this with people that we know on a local level, build it, you know, if you can build a local business, you can build anything. Um, and then you go to the online space and you start teaching people how to do that. And then at some point you probably get to the point where you are actually more focused on inspiring than actually working maybe one-to-one or in the group coaching you know, realm in more of that inspire stage. So that's kind of how I look about or look at this, like, you know, online space. So anyway, um, I'm just going to kind of take my journey about year by year because I feel like that's the best little snapshot. And every year kind of had, you know, some special, special pieces to it that were memorable and enjoyable and hard and all of that. But in 2009, I got my very, very first camera. It was a Canon Rebel T1i. Um, it's actually so funny because I shot my first wedding before I even had a camera. And that was because I, there was a family at my church whose adult, um, adult children were getting married. They were older, like in their forties and, um, they were getting married and the, the family just wanted someone to take some photos. They had a nice camera. I believe it was an Olympus camera (laughs) and they basically handed me a camera and said, Hey, will you just help us take some photos for this day? And, um, the church had, you know, just like really difficult lighting. It's the church that I actually got married in, you know? And so it's funny because I feel, I feel for myself and I feel for, you know, my, my wedding photographer for like her ceremony and stuff. Um, but I, I photographed this wedding and I was like, man, this is really, really fun. And what's also really funny is I had a boyfriend, um, prior to all of that, who was a photographer and, uh, he did more of like the travel photography and stuff. And it was this quick and tragic love story. He was like a missionary in Africa and, um, we, it was kind of like a relationship that started real, like, wow, this might be the one, and then quickly ended, and, you know, there was um, some hurt feelings, and that, that one kind of took me a little while to get over, but God is good, and he has so much redemption, and I actually met my husband shortly after that, um, but it's so funny because that was actually my very first introduction <laughs> to the camera world, you know, or like the photography world. Um, but about 2009 to 2010, I wasn't, you know, looking to make any money doing this. I was just doing it for fun. And I would find people on Craigslist to photograph. That sounds uber creepy these days. Um, I don't know if, if people are still doing that. Maybe you are. Um, I mean, I'm thankful that I can look back and I was safe and all of that. Uh, but it's just kind of funny how the times change. Honestly, I just asked a bunch of my friends if I could take their pictures too. And then people started asking me to take their pictures. And so I kind of slowly started to build a portfolio. And then in 2011, um, I ended up, I got married. I met my husband in 2010 and took lots of like oversaturated pictures with crazy angles and all of that. Um, But we ended up getting married in 2011 and uh, 
I also finished my MBA program and we moved to Nashville. Previously, we were living in Breckenridge. That's where we met, Breckenridge, Colorado. Someday I'll get on and tell you guys our whole story. Um, but, <laughs> uh, during, during that first year of marriage, um, in Nashville, I was kind of like, man, like, what do I, what do I do? Like, I need to get a job of some sort. Um, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I, you know, have spent all of my life in education. You know, I pretty much went straight from my undergraduate program, um, straight into my graduate program and all focused on business and all of that. And even though I got, you know, like a little bit of a break and got to live like the the ski town resort life, um, I, I just wasn't really, I didn't feel like I wanted to start a business and kind of go the entrepreneur route because I had paid so much for my education. So I just felt like it would be such a waste, you know, like why would I spend all this money on a graduate degree and an undergraduate degree only to go uh, start my own business. You know, I wanted to kind of do the corporate thing and um, get some experience that way and kind of was and kind of was like, you know, maybe I'll start a business someday. 2012, this is kind of, I call myself like the Aunt Ash. Um, my husband and I actually moved back to Breckenridge, Colorado after living in Nashville for about a year. He was rehabbing houses in the East Nashville area and a project was coming to a close, but I just kind of felt like I wanted to be back in Colorado, which is my home area. And I got a job as a banking officer. I went through like a management training program, did the whole corporate thing. I mean, I wore high heels to work often. I wore suits. <laughs> I did my hair and makeup. You know, like I, I got dressed every day. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you know how nice it is to just kind of like work in your pajama pants. Even though we're not supposed to do that, you know how nice it is. Um, but anyway, it was a scenario where... I was working probably like 55 to 60 hours a week in this corporate world as a banking officer. And on the side, I was, as Aunt Ash does, you know, like our Uncle Bob's in the photography industry, I was taking photos at friends' weddings on the side. <laughs> it's so funny because it looks back and it, you know, it's kind of like mortifying and stuff. But you know what? We all do it. Um, for the most part, it kind of helps us get some of those beginning portfolio pictures. And however embarrassing it is, I don't think there is a photographer in the world who has not done anything embarrassing. Also, during that time, I remember photographing or within those first couple years, I photographed a couple weddings. Um, it was just friends asking me to photograph their wedding. I got paid, um, not excessively by any means. Did it with my little, you know, Canon Rebel. <laughs> and it was kind of that. Anyway, in 2012, I had been with my job for almost a year and I had been promoted. I did really well in the, the training program and got promoted to a banking officer. And right after I got promoted, there was a manager who came in and she essentially didn't like me. Um, I... <laughs> Gosh, you guys, I am like not made for the corporate world. I'm not made for politics. Um, I'm not made for playing games with people. I'm not made for feeling pulled to do unethical things in the workplace, which if you have guys have spent any time in corporate, you know that sometimes these lines can get kind of blurred. And um, to leave it at that, maybe I'll go into detail, you know, on another episode and stuff because this was kind of a heartbreak for me. Um, to leave it at that, I ended up getting fired from my job by this person. Um, <laughs> to kind of explain the pettiness of it, I got a disciplinary for writing thank you notes to my employees while I was at home at 9 p.m. drinking wine. 
So, um, you know, if you have ever been in a corporate situation and people have had it out for you, this type of stuff happens all the time. Anyway, I was devastated. I was so hurt. I felt like I had never worked so hard for something in my life only to essentially be thrown away. And um, I think it was kind of like my big, uh, like first like big life lesson where you always kind of think like people are wanting the best for you or they can see past things like they can see your heart, you know, (laughs) like you're always kind of like thinking this type of stuff like as a young naive person. I was only like um, 26 at the time. And the reality is like this world can be like a really messy, like brutal place. And um, anyway, when I ended up getting fired, I was so upset. Like I just, I was like in true Scarlett O'Hara fashion. I was like, I am never going to work for anybody ever again. So um, literally like three days later, I registered my business with the Secretary of State and decided to officially start a photography business. We ended up moving back to my hometown of Fort Collins, Colorado. That actually is where we live currently. And um, we knew that we wanted to start a family at some point. So honestly, the move was kind of something that we had, you know, just like in our heart for a while because living in a mountain ski town with young kids, it's, it's not really the, I guess the, you don't have the most amenities. Um, and can you guys imagine like putting your kids in snowsuits every day to take them in the car? Um I'm glad that we never, we never did that. We do have, you know, friends who still live in the mountains and it's so funny because we, we see this type of stuff. Um, but having three kids, oh my good Lord, I think it would have been tiring. Um, so anyway, during this time, this was actually 2013 when I officially got fired, we had moved down to Fort Collins. Um, we actually took a a trip to Costa Rica and uh, I I started my business. <laughs> I literally tried to entice like everyone and their roommates to book my $50 Halloween mini sessions. Um, I had a my first model for, you know, like creating a promotion was my dog. And um, I actually ended up charging about $350 for normal sessions. And I ran, and I made around probably around like 10,000 my very first year. And, um, you know, that very first year, it was kind of like, I'm just going to build this, you know, I'm hoping I can kind of get my business, you know, under wraps by the time I have a child, we were trying for, um, we were trying for kids and, um, that first year, like it was just, it was a dream. Like it was just, it was fun. And my dad, he owned an auto body shop in our town and he had like an extra office space. So I got to set up like a whole office and that was super cool just to have a place that I could kind of go to work every day. (laughs) He even, um, my dad is funny, but, um, he even let me create this, (laughs) this like special entrance for my office. I painted a fence and my colors were like blue and white because my business was called Blue House Studios. And uh, I painted like this candy cane colored fence on the outside of their their auto body shop. <laughs> uh, so I had like white and blue. And looking back, like it's just so funny, you know, you kind of start your business with with all of these dreams and all these ideas. And honestly, I was even like, I'm not just going to start a photography business. I'm going to start a photography events and consulting business. (laughs) And, um, you know, I mean, many of us photographers, we do not specialize right away. We kind of start, we want to photograph everything. We want to do so much. And so it's actually just, it's, it's so funny looking back and I, and I love it, you know, 
Um, but by that point, you know, I had been photographing for a couple years, so it was kind of nice that I started out with a little bit of a portfolio, um, started to get much better at editing. Uh, and then in 2013, when I was kind of building my business, I worked really hard to build my SEO. Um, I was kind of of the, the mindset of like, I need to find a way to get consistent leads and it would be worth my time to work on my SEO. So that's something that can give me consistent leads um, once I start to get it built. So my business actually really started to take off in 2014. Uh, gosh, I booked like 10 weddings, 25 sessions, and I was pregnant with our first baby. I shot weddings at 36 weeks pregnant and four weeks postpartum. And um, then she was born in August. <laughs> um, it's so funny because, gosh, looking back, like you're so, you have so much energy, you know, before you have kids and you're like, man, I'm just going to conquer the world and I'm going to do all this stuff. And so I look back and I'm like, man, like I am just crazy for taking on all the stuff that I did. Um, I, I think I shot my, yeah, I shot my first wedding four weeks postpartum. Um, and for any of you moms who have had kids out there, you know what an awkward stage that is for clothes. And then you have to like, you know, you battle the nursing and they're nursing so much around that point in time. And um, to be honest, looking back, I really wish that I would have taken more time off afterwards. Um, so word to the wise, if you happen to be a mom and you're building, you know, a business and um, and or you're pregnant or you're hoping to do some, you know, hoping to photograph weddings and whatnot, looking back, just know that there's always going to be enough work and you can take some more time off. Anyway, um, I even took my six-week-old to Mexico for a destination wedding, um, but I made like four times what I did the previous year and uh, pretty much, you know, achieved that full-time salary status, which was really, really awesome. Um, and it, it was just, it was a great, a great year, you know, our, our little family was growing and um, that was awesome. And I was really focusing on photographing weddings during this point. In 2015, this was a crazy busy year for me. I think I booked around 30 weddings, 75 sessions. I brought on a videographer and wedding associates. Um, I took trips to Europe and Costa Rica with my one-year-old. I legitimately took my one-year-old on the plane with me to these crazy places. And I heavily branded myself as a mountain wedding photographer. And you guys, I got freaking tired. <laughs> but I doubled my income again. Um, my income continued to double uh, many times throughout the years. And um, it just, gosh, <laughs> you look back and you're like, wow. Like, you know, I did. I did a lot. Um, so I kind of call that like my my hustler baby years, you know, because young mom, you know, I'm just kind of doing it all. I'm running the business. I'm, you know, successful. I kind of got all this stuff going, uh, but I'm really, really busy. So by 2016, I was like, man, I really need to make some changes in my business. I need to start scaling more so, you know. I took my business from this dream, from this idea, and I created it into something that, you know, was great, but I was working too much. I was photographing too much. Um, I was trying to, you know, jump into motherhood. I was trying to maintain my marriage, you know, like all these things all at once. And so in 2016, I really significantly raised my prices. I was super scared, um, but I only booked about 13 weddings that year and about 50 sessions. And this was the year that I really started to kind of dive into senior photography. I always photographed family, you know, and, um, you know, children and babies, like more of the lifestyle stuff. 
the pose stuff, I, I was horrible at that. Like, I feel like the skin tones were so hard for me. <laughs> um, but in 2016, I was really focusing on that scaling. And I also dove into the IPS world. So if you don't know what IPS is, that's in-person sales. And uh, I really started to get into selling product and um, creating just more of an experience for my client. And man, oh man, that was probably the best decision I could have ever made for my photography business. I also had my second daughter that year and Christmas of that year, and I made even more than the previous year, but I shot, you know, 15 less weddings and I'm um, about 25 less sessions. So this is where 2016 was pivotal because I really, you know, realized like, wow, you know, like I ramped it up, I ramped it up. I got to the point where I was so busy. I didn't want to be that busy, but I still wanted to continue making more money, you know, every year. Um, and so I was really great about getting my processes dialed down. Um, and then also just charging more in general. So, you know, maybe I wasn't booking quite as much in theory because my prices were, you know, raised, but I was working less and had like a more manageable workload. So by 2017, I really feel like I established like my dream, my dream business. Like everything was so smooth. Um, I just continued raising my prices. I booked um, 11 weddings that year and had around 50 sessions. Um, and I was, you know, full into IPS and it was just like an easy, an easy year. Like I didn't feel like it was a crazy excessive year. Um, you know, I had two, two kiddos. I had my baby, uh, who her name is June. Um, my little June bug. And, uh, with that, we, I actually took her to Germany that fall during my fall season for which photographers, you know, what fall seasons looks like. Um, and I had a flourishing senior rep program that year, and I made even more money than the year before and uh, had a pretty light fall season, you know, to the point where I could take a couple weeks off and go to Europe without worrying about it. And um, I made even more, even more money than the year before. Um, it was at this point that I really, I mean, as the years were kind of going on, you know, I was getting pretty exhausted with weddings and Anyone who is a wedding photographer will tell you, like who has been in weddings for a long time, um, I think the wedding industry definitely has a high burnout rate because there's so much pressure on these days. But I just really, I don't know, I was getting to a point where my heart just wasn't in it. You know, I had started my business really focusing on weddings as a newlywed. And I think that we photograph things, you know, during the same seasons that we tend to be in, you know. But I felt like my heart was like really going more towards families um, and my seniors. Like I loved photographing my seniors because the girls were really fun to hang out with. And I got to create like really fun shoots and kind of just do creative stuff. Um, but I didn't, I just, I didn't want to be gone, you know, during the weekends for weddings. And even though I only had 11 weddings that year in which some were actually associate weddings, um, I just, I just didn't want the pressure, you know? I even remember getting to a point where I was like, man, I'm going to do something stupid because my mind is so focused on having kids and all the things that I need to do with kids on top of raising a business or running a business that I just feel like I'll do something stupid and like leave a memory card behind or format something or, um, break something or I don't know, you know, I just, I, I just felt like my mind like just couldn't even handle the pressure of it anymore. 
So in 2017, um, I told my husband uh, about, gosh, it was probably that summer, um, kind of towards the end of the summer, um, that I didn't want to photograph weddings anymore. And I, for whatever reason, I had no weddings booked for the following year yet. Um, I think it's, you know, sometimes it's funny how these things happen. Like, I think God kind of puts us in these stages, like he kind of closes some doors for us sometimes. And it's funny because I just significantly like raised my pricing, just put it out there. I didn't change anything about my method. I was like, well, if they're going to book me, they are. Um, And so I had probably about like two months of that and I didn't book anything. But I was like, oh my gosh, like I have an opportunity to step out of weddings. How amazing is this? (laughs) Um, So I dropped weddings in 2017. Uh, My last, my, my last wedding that I shot was actually the tail end of a triple header weekend. So it was so funny that I literally three of those 11 weddings that I shot that year um, or that my business photographed that year were in one weekend. And man, oh man, I went out with a bang, you know, I'm like, looking back, like it was, <laughs> it was just so cool. Um, so I, I ended up stopping weddings. And then right after that, I was like, I really need to do something income wise to kind of compensate for not shooting weddings. What am I going to do? I am going to basically take my previous senior rep programs and create something that is just so stellar and so amazing, um, like so creative and just something that is so me. And I'm going to try to basically replace my wedding income with seniors. My husband was super scared and like, Ashley, well, couldn't you just take a couple weddings? You know, um, if you guys have husbands who, um, like, like the income that your business brings in whenever you tell them that you're not going to be continuing to do something that worked or continuing to do something that brings money. Sometimes there's a little bit of pushback on that, but I just felt it like in my heart that that was just, you know, I was exiting that stage. Anyway, 2018, I ended up having my first official launch. (laughs) And, um, I use this format or I use this formula still to this day. Uh, but I ended up booking, uh, $43,000 worth of senior photography clients in 15 days and, um, created this amazing senior rep program. And I had numerous other clients that year. Um, but I basically like created, I took something in my business that I really wanted to do like this, this special dream, this special idea. And I did it. And I booked clients. I made it work. I supplemented my wedding income. Um, 2018 was, you know, it it was such an interesting year because, you know, it was my first year not shooting weddings. And it was my first year just kind of saying, you know, hey, like, I'm just going to go this route of doing whatever I want to do in my business. You know, (laughs) Um, I call it the year that I like claimed freedom. Um, cause I went through the grind stages. I built my dream business, you know, and then I just, I wanted to change it. And this is kind of the power of pivot. And you'll kind of notice in your entrepreneur journey that you're going to have pivots and you got to embrace the pivots. And God kind of puts these different dreams in your hearts during these different seasons. So, um, right after I booked all of these clients, I ended up finding out that I was pregnant with my third baby. <laughs> and for me, I was like, oh my gosh, another pregnancy. Like I just was not mentally and emotionally prepared to go into another photography season. Super, super pregnant, you know, um, as mentioned, I hit it really hard, you know, when I had my first daughter and 
Um, you just kind of have that energy by three kids, you're starting to get a little tired and things kind of change a little bit. Um, but I, I was, I don't know, it was kind of stressing me out a little bit. Um, that year I also dealt with a couple difficult clients and, uh, you know, I think it just kind of zapped some of my love for the photography industry. Um, but I think more so I just feel like looking back, um, that God was just kind of preparing me for a different, for a different dream. And so that summer I got to the point, you know, and I had a great program. I had so many great clients. I really had a lot of fun. Um, I had a couple headaches, but you know, that, that is bound to happen statistically, you know, when you work with, um, you know, X amount of clients per year, you always have like that one client that just like makes you want to quit. Anyone who has been in the photography industry or honestly, probably any small business, they know what this feels like. Um, but I, I felt, gosh, I can't even explain it. Like, you know, when God puts something in your heart and he's like, I want you to close a door, you know, like I just, I want, I want you to go into this like next stage. I just felt so much peace and clarity around closing my business at this point that I decided to take God up on that offer. And so that year, I only worked for seven months. Um, I stopped taking clients in August 2018. And uh, I ended up enrolling in an online course about building online courses. Um, And a couple months later, we had our baby. And right after that, like literally like the week that he was born, I ended up booking $20,000 in photography coaching clients. Um, And I just remember putting it out to God and being like, man, God, like I'm closing my business. I'm not going to be taking clients. Like I've built this, this huge like business, this income producing, you know, factor for our family that I'm just going to completely step away. Like, oh my gosh, this is really scary. Um, and to, to book those coaching clients from the very beginning, like I, I didn't make a big deal about it. I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm putting this out there, what I want to offer. I'm just, you know, speaking my heart and being honest about how I want to help these people. Um, And I noticed, you know, like building a business for me, like it had its ups and downs, but I just, um, there were so many people in my local industry that I felt like I could help. And I just, I, I spoke my heart and it was so funny how God like answered those prayers. Like I just felt like it was the, the confirmation of I was obedient. I put myself out there and, um, it, it worked out. Um, so that was pretty much the end of 2018 and that was my, my photography journey, you know, um, from the newbie to the, to the Aunt Ash, to the mini such pro to the, you know, focus on weddings, to the hustling, um, to the scaling, to the dream business to 2018, where I just kind of felt like I claimed that freedom. And, um, in 2019, uh, that is when, I honestly just kind of took kind of some time off. Um, I, I mean, I was building my program. I was doing my group coaching with my um, local photography clients, and it just kind of gave me something to show up for. But it was not an extensively, you know, stressful thing. I wasn't marketing. I wasn't worrying about all this stuff. Like I just got to take this season off, and I got to enjoy it with my kids and my baby um, and my husband. And um, yeah, I. I don't know. It was like, I I get like a breather after all these years of building, of building my photography business. And so I ended up officially going online, um, 
at the beginning of the summer or the very end of the spring, um, like May, June of 2019. Um, and I've been in the online world, coaching photographers, just recently recently branched out and am um, coaching other creative and online business owners how to run businesses uh, just by courageously aligning themselves with God's purpose in their life. And it's so cool because I feel like I can look back to my own story and um, just remember and see like how God directed my steps throughout every piece. Okay. He gave me the dreams. He gave me the vision, um, you know, and I don't know. I just kind of walked with him step by step. I feel like I listened. I felt like I was obedient. Um, There were hard lessons in between. There were easy, joyful times. There were um, sad times. There were um, just times when I just didn't even really have to try or like work that hard. Like stuff just kind of naturally came. And so you look at everything that you pour into your business and being an entrepreneur is is a journey. It is a, (laughs) it's a journey and we go through these different stages. Um, but I, I just wanted to share my journey with you guys. I'm sure that many of you guys can relate. Here we are um, in 2021 and, you know, I'm still on my um, online coaching and education journey and continuing to scale and expand my reach. And I just love it. Like I, I just love, love, love where I'm at. Um, but had I never taken that six-year journey in the local service-based industry, I just don't think I would be equipped to to teach as I do, you know, um, or to kind of have the the internal experience to really help you guys in a way that makes um, that makes sense, you know. And so maybe this is just my own interpretation of kind of like the the do teach inspire, you know, stages. I'd have to kind of think about it a little bit more, but I just I'm so thankful that I spent those years, you know, six years of my journey in the local service based industry. And um, it's it's amazing to look back and just kind of see what God has has in store for us, you know, and how he puts our story together and everything kind of connects, you know, throughout the years. So, um, but I did want to invite you to something. If you happen to be a photographer, I have a amazing challenge coming up called the Unstoppable Hope Challenge. And Um, I'm actually going to be opening up registration for my group coaching program for another session coming this spring. Uh, We'll start training in March, but um, this challenge, it's three weeks of photography business trainings, conversation, community. You guys, we are going to seriously dive into God's plan for your business and uh, just different stories that we have that internally kind of, you know, mess us up sometimes, whether it's from money stories, to imposter syndrome, um, to building a a business designed around God's calling, um, to actually booking clients and telling their stories and, you know, getting your business to a spot that you really have hoped and dreamed for. So go to the link in the show notes in order to sign up for the challenge. It's free. Um, literally every day for three weeks, you guys are going to have some kind of um, either pre-recorded or live training. It's very interactive um, and there's going to be some awesome giveaways in the meantime. So I hope you enjoyed hearing my story and um, 
I can't wait to see you in the challenge. Also, if you guys happen to be not a photographer, I have a one-to-one beta program open for you guys to apply for. Also link in the show notes. Um, but February is kind of my, my photographer month. So I'll see you guys later. Wow, guys, what an awesome episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. Since we're in the early days of our podcast, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? (laughs) Also, I want to extend an invitation to my free community. It is off of Facebook. We don't need any more Facebook distraction. We don't need any more random stuff that we're looking at. This free community is going to be full of exclusive resources and exclusive access to things that nobody will have access to. In there, you're going to find special videos. You are going to find access to uh, monthly coffee chats where we're going to get on Zoom together as the, the girls we are and chat about business, chat about God, chat about the topic of the month. Um, and there's just going to be a couple other resources in there that I think you are not going to want to miss out on. So I invite you to come into that community. You can go to the link in the show notes in order to do this. Also, I have one-to-one beta coaching open. You can apply in the link to the show notes. This program is for online or creative business owners who are really looking to claim their stories, create epic launches in their business, and scale. You guys, we could all do this, and I wanna walk you through an intensive six-month process where I get to be your personal cheerleader, your personal accountability partner, and I'm gonna help you take your business from where it is currently to epic levels, okay? So go ahead, go to the application to apply. It's on a very limited basis. I'm not gonna be taking many clients at a time um, because I have some other plans coming up, but this program is perfect for you and probably the most access you will ever get to me one-to-one. So go ahead and apply. Anyway, guys, have a great day and I will see you next week.